Hey everybody, welcome to the George Mossy Show. Um, I'm a little late tonight, unfortunately. I had a crazy day. Um, we're gonna wait till everybody gets here. Um, Kara and Didi should both be here tonight, reunited, and it feels so good. Um, hi everybody. Hey Mark, I see um you're in Arizona and I didn't get an invite. Just gonna drink a little tea. I'm not mad, just offended. Just saying, Mark, just a little bit offended. Just a little offended, Mark. Mark, I'm just a little offended because you didn't, um, you did not invite me. It's okay, though. Oh, I saw you were with David and Annie. I'm a little jealous. Um, it's fine. It's totally fine. Hey, Coast to Coast teacher. Hey, Portuguese princess. Um, hey, Chez. Missed a day drinking party. You know, a day drinking party is basically what I like to do on a daily basis. So, whatever, Mark. We'll talk. I feel like we don't we don't see each other eye to eye, right? Um, where are you, Didi? Hi, the diva speaks. Hi, 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 everybody. Marie Cup. Yes, I do really, really, really love Disney stuff. Um. So, I think this is Disney, but yeah. Hi, Jasmine, how are you? Congratulations, we all saw your wedding, Jasmine, and you looked beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you, Didi is here. Hello, Didi. Akara, we're waiting on you. Guys, so this is episode eight of The Single Life. Um, Jamal and Veronica were back. And, oh. Back. Tim um, and Eliza, Louisa, were not back. So we're going to talk about this Tim and Veronica stuff. Because um, I kind of feel like it's important. Hey. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you doing? I've had a crazy day. Oh, shit. My head's cut off. Had a crazy day. Um, I've been gone all day, and I just literally got home like less than an hour ago. So it's been wild, but I'm good. Things have been yeah, it's been wild. It's been crazy here too. I had a Monday today, so yeah. Me too. And it's so a I'm holiday. Away from I'm, me. I'm looking all kind of crazy tonight, but on a holiday, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking all kind of crazy tonight, but it's all right. It'll be all right. <laughs> Wait, Portuguese prince said it's not even on discovery plus yet it weird it's on max already it shows up on max like two minutes after the um it is on discovery plus because that's what i watch it on discovery plus i have to wait five minutes after um like at eight o'clock i have to wait till 805 for it to come on so have you, have you talked to cara today mm -mm. i haven't talked to cara today so guys Kara might not be joining us. I think we're going to get started. She's been working. I don't know if you guys know she works multiple jobs. So there's a lot going on. Um, So she might not be joining us tonight. I thought that she would be. But, you know, she's at mercy of the time that she has. So we're going to jump in. Oh, Portuguese is on the West Coast. That makes sense. So it hasn't even aired yet for you, right? Wait, has it aired? I'm confused. I don't, I'm not good with the time difference and the timelines. I don't know how that works. 
I'm trying, my best friend lives on the West Coast and I try really hard to understand how things are different time zone wise. I'm not good at it at all. So Dee, Dee I want to talk about snails, escargot. Ew. Is that something <laughs> that, that you eat? No. No, I've, no. Never, I've no. never had escargot. Um, when I was watching them eat it and cook it, it, it didn't make me want to have it. I know it's a delicacy and I know a lot of people love it. I know it's 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 considered, you know, like um, sushi or what's that other one that people eat? The fish eggs. Um, slipping my mind now, but I know it's a really big delicacy. It's not something that I would eat. As a kid, I like to have pet snails. So when I thought about eating them, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was just like, I can't, I can't really deal with the, the idea of eating a snail. They're so, I don't want to call them cute, but as a kid, I really was obsessed with snails. I would love when it rained so I could go outside and catch them and put them in a jar. But yeah. Well, no, not even. Oh, caviar, caviar, that's what it is, caviar, thank you. Uh, no, no, I can't do no caviar neither. No, nope. princess says can do. Really, really good. <laughs> I am not, okay, so I eat the sushi that you buy at the mall, but I have them put chicken in it instead of the sushi. So I don't eat sushi either. I don't know, it's just the smell for me, right? Like I can't really do that. And I know in Greece, they have a, escargot festival where you literally go to the festival and there's all different types of escargot cooked different types of ways and it's just literally them eating escargot but that's that's unimportant i just wanted to talk about that because i was like i'm not eating no snail chantel and giannis and his friends had a little dinner and the issue was chantel feels like giannis isn't paying enough attention to her so i wanted to ask you a question if you're having a group dinner right and the person that you're dating is there, and then friends of that person are, are there as well. How do you feel about that person not giving you 100% of their attention? Is that okay? Or do you think that in a group setting, it is okay for them to delegate their time amongst the people there? Or do you feel like you should always be the main priority? No, I mean, if we're going, if we're going out on a group date, we're taking multiple people with us. Obviously, I mean, he will have to talk to some people. I'll have to talk to some people. So why am I going to be so needy and so whiny and so, like, I need all your attention? I mean. Do you think it's interesting because Pedro describes Chantel as needy and whiny, actually, during their divorce or and before? Do you think it's interesting that we're kind of seeing those qualities? Because I know when we heard about the divorce and them splitting up, we were confused as to what happened and why he thought um, about his wife that way. Or do you think that she can be needy? Or how do you feel about being needy? Do you think that there is a time and place to be needy? Or do you think that that's uh, something- I'm really not a needy person. I've never been a needy person, but I am seeing another side of um, Chantel that we didn't see on 90 Day Fiance, nor Family Chantel. She was more cordial, more like she had everything together. And now being on, seeing her on the single life, it's, it's like she is desperate, she's needy, she's whiny. It's like nothing's good enough for her. And I'm like, who the hell is this? This isn't Chantel. I know, Chantel <laughs> used to be very 
confident but also very down to earth and easy to please like remember when we were watching her and pedro's seasons in the earlier days they literally lived in this tiny one bedroom apartment and they had like a bedroom and a living room and it, it was nothing and they drove like this little toyota she was so low maintenance and pedro couldn't get a job right away she she was easy to please and it's like now i look at it as now that she's divorced she has raised her standards really high but my worry is they're too high I think that she's trying to create a man that might not exist. She's trying to hold um, Giannis to some standards that may be too early on. I mean, they literally just met. This wasn't a long distance thing where they were talking about, or they were talking and they were FaceTiming before she got to Greece. She literally met him in Greece. She's still in Greece. And I think that she's expecting a lot from him. She's expecting a lot of attention. And in my opinion, I think that well, Costa Coast teacher says that she thinks it's the money that changed Chantel. Some people say that the money changed Chantel's appearance too, right? Because I think that we all know she's had multiple surgeries. Well, I know that she denies it, right? She denies it. She says that she's just got Botox, right? How do you do you think that she's changed her face in any way or any other part of her body? Oh, okay, let's go down the list. What do you think that she's had done? I know she's um I know she's had a nose job. Her nose looks different. I think that she's probably had I know she's had lip fillers. Um she definitely gets Botox and she looked her her, her twins look a little bigger than what they used to be too. Yeah, I noticed that. Um when you go back and watch <laughs> the beginning seasons, she was never a flat chested woman, but the way that they are now, they're they're just so much bigger. And a lot of times you can attest that to being a mother or giving birth, but she hasn't done that. So I was like, I don't know a lot of women who breasts, you know, just double in size, just, but no other part of your body. You know, everything else is the same or even smaller, but your boobs get bigger. And, and I think Costa Coast teacher, you make a good point. Why do people deny the, what they're having done because we can physically see what they're doing. So it's like, what is the deal with like some them saying like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get any um work done, I didn't do that, and denying it when we can physically see what they've done? Because you know, Darcy and Stacy have gotten a lot of surgeries done. They even done them on the show. They've let us come along with them to Turkey to get it done. So what do you think the deal is with people denying what they're having done? Because you know, Shekinah back on the other season has made it seem like oh. I have not had any work done. And we've seen pictures of Shekinah where she looks like another person. So we know that that's not true. Yes, yeah, she was even wearing a fake nose um, because she was uh, she was recovering from nose surgery. Um, I don't know why people, why people deny it. I mean, I, I, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's I not don't something know. to be embarrassed of. Like, okay, let's be honest. If I had a whole bunch of money, I would do something with my nose because I feel like my nose is too big for my face. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would do it. I would, fine. I would, right? Like I would do it. I have no issue and I wouldn't deny it. I would tell people that I did it. If so, I mean, I wouldn't have to tell you because when you would see me the next time, Dee, Dee you would look at my face and say, what did you do to your face? Right? Like, that's what you would say. You'd be like, your face looks different. It's not the same from when I saw you last. What'd you do to your face? And it's like, when people are denying what they did to their face, it's like, guys, we know what you look like. And when you're on TV, it's even harder to deny because there's so many pictures and images and film of your face. So when we see the changes, it's so evident. We don't even know how to deny it. Like it's just completely evident. Like Chantel's face 
it looks completely different. Her body looks different too. And, but she's like, oh, well, other than Botox and lip fillers, I haven't done much. And she kind of tried it too. She's like, guys, I didn't do that. And it's like, you ain't got to lie to us. We already know. We can see. We're not blind. I mean, we've seen the fake nose that she had on. Um, when, we, me and you were talking about it. Um, I can't remember. They were on a live or something. And everybody was talking about her fake nose. I mean, you could tell it was a fake nose. It was fake. So. I don't understand. And it's like, I fully understand why people want to change things about themselves. Because like I told you, I would do it. If I had the money, I would do it. I don't care. And I'm not, I'll be totally proud of it. I always felt like my nose was too wide for my face. I have always felt that way. So if I had the cash, watch <laughs> me. I'm going to get my nose done. And then I'm going to go and debut it on the next show, on the next live, and let all y'all see my money and what it did. Though I have no issue with that. But, well, somebody said that Chantel lost her personality. How do you feel she about did. that? Do you she feel did. Like, so you feel like um, Pedro kind of tore her, tore her apart and, and she's lost who she is? Or, or what do you think has happened to her personality? Do you think that she's turned into um, somebody who doesn't think she deserves love? Or do you think that she's kind of turned into somebody who thinks she deserves everything? A little bit of both. I think, I think um, Pedro like really busted her bubble so bad and lowered her self-esteem. Um, now she thinks that every man that's got a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Now every man that she's gonna be that she's gonna be dating or wants to date, she's gonna put them on a high pedestal, have a high pedestal, in words like they're gonna have to give more than what Pedro did. They're gonna have to go in and sw um swipe her off the uh, off her feet on the first date and nobody's going to do that i've noticed that because when she started this season everything that she did she started comparing to pedro remember there was a guy named emilios he was on a motorcycle and he gave her a ride and then she kissed him and she's like she freaked out she's like this is what pedro did and then she's starting to compare everything and everyone to pedro and i think that that's a really bad thing to do because if you have a bad relationship that is very specific to that person that you're with all not all men are bad all, not all relationships are going to end horribly and i think you have to go in and into it with an open mind and i think that she's going into it remembering the mistakes that she made with pedro and the mistakes pedro made with her and she might not be giving men a fair chance because she she basically is saying that giannis doesn't care about her and doesn't love her the way that he did at first even though they don't know each other but he's not paying enough attention to her now because his friends were there and i think that it's so important that he's bringing his friends around because what you really want to do when you're dating somebody is see the way that they interact with their friends and how they interact in social situations because that's a good tell to how they're going to be in the relationship. And I think that her wanting all of his time, even when his friends are around, he's a football player. So there's always going to be other football players and people around and probably fans. You know, there's a lot of football fans or football fans out there. So... I don't know if she's going in this with the right expectation, right? I think that her expectation might be a little off. I think, I think he, um, let me, let me say this nice because we're on a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he, um, wiener whipped her <laughs> and now she's, she's hooked because she did say that she had not had it in over a year. So, <laughs> well, yeah, towards the end of the, uh, her marriage they stopped having sex so and we yeah. know that 
that one thing about Chantel is she's not going around having sex with every guy. Like we know for a fact that she is not like that. That's not who Chantel is. Exactly. So this exactly. is probably the first the first D she got in a while. And you know what they say about that when you haven't had it in a while and it's it's good. You want to hold on to that, and you you might be right. Like maybe she got it. She's she's hooked, and now she's like a what do you call it? Like a lost puppy. She wants to follow him around, and wants yeah, his exactly. <laughs> but you know they're both they're on different sides of the world. They're in different lives. They have different lifestyles. Neither one of them has ever made the inclination that either would move to the other person's country of origin. So I'm not exactly sure what expectation she has out of this because she went on vacation she found the guy she loves on the other side of the world but what good does that do you in georgia right like what are you going to do with him in georgia you're back to the same 90-day fiance k1 visa situation that you were in before and it's like she keeps saying i don't want to be back in the same predicament i was in but isn't she kind of doing the exact same thing because yes. then she meet her on vacation yes. right like isn't she yes. kind of following her exact same path but expecting a different outcome from this one and then talking about she needs to find her a Greek god. Like, what? <laughs> I think that, you know what? We were watching Diaries, and Courtney did, like, a, a speed dating situation where she, she had, like, four or five dates in, in one sitting. I think Chantel needs to open up her options to all types of different men. Because you know what? People always told me when I would go car shopping or if I would go buy something expensive, don't buy the first thing you see. Don't buy the first car you test drive. Don't buy the first pair of shoes you try on. Don't buy the first watch that you try on. Try on lots of stuff, test drive lots of cars. I think that she went on one date and like you said, fell in love and got dick whipped. And now she's trying to hold on to him. She doesn't even know what's out there. She was married for seven years. I think that she should be out there. And see, this is the same thing I wanna say about John too. He's gonna go from single trying to get married i think you should see what's out there and see what your options are because once you lock into that relationship you're going to feel stuck yep. and once you feel yep. stuck in a relationship you know you're start you'll start to build animosity towards that person but it's not really their fault yeah coast to coast teacher that's exactly what i'm trying to the word i want rebound he's a rebound she wants everything at once and she's she's holding on and latching on to the first person that she can get it from i think she should go on 10 dates and, you know, some guys never call him back. Some guys try to see how it goes. Like, I think that she doesn't know what's out there. And the guy that she thought was her forever person wasn't. So her judgment is tainted. So I think that she should go and experience lots of different personalities. And, you know, Greece, why are you looking in Greece? If you're looking for a husband, you live in Georgia. Like, I, I have, I question everything in that situation. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I don't. I don't like the the Chantel that we have now. I don't like her. She's not the Chantel that we've known for many years. So it's, yeah, she's done a 360 turn. Well, when <laughs> you go from no followers to a million followers, you know, you don't always stay the exact same person. We're like, she's got a million followers. She's well known. She's doing appearances. You know, it's she's she's different even her face and body everything about Chantel is different she's on another level oh portuguese princess says aren't isn't she in a relationship with a, a rapper from atlanta so you're thinking of waka flock of flame who's a rapper from atlanta who's recently divorced he had a show with his wife at the time um and they're divorced they have been seen together at events 
and photographed together, Chantel has not confirmed or denied that she's with him. But as far as I could tell when I scour over their social media, they're never really at the same place at the same time other than the events that are publicized. So I'm, I can't say that they are together. I can't say that they didn't maybe have a fling because they were together a little bit for a little bit of time. But as far as I know, she's not in an actual committed relationship. And also, a rapper, that would be the worst possible person for her to try to, to get a relationship with because he's divorced from his wife, Tammy. Um, they had a show called Waka and Tammy, and the reason why they're divorced is infidelity. So I'm going to fingers crossed say that she didn't open that can of worms. If, if she's looking for the right guy, that wouldn't be the right guy. No offense to Waka Flocka. You know, I think he's a good guy. He's a good rapper. But I think Chantel needs to find somebody that's going to treat her right and not cheat on her because the, the actual reason her marriage fell apart was infidelity. So I would hate for her to go jump into a relationship whose marriage also ended in infidelity on his part. Because, you know, a tiger doesn't change its stripes. You know, they can only exactly. be <laughs> exactly <laughs> also um john and megan so megan and john are having this conversation after this this meeting with thais and patrick where they kind of threw john under the bus and megan is really worried because they told her that one john's not ready to be a father two he's not ready to be a father to a special needs child three he doesn't want to have any more children which is actually true so how do you feel because They've been dating for like, I don't know, five or six months. And it's kind of serious. Um, they're thinking of moving in together. Is it okay to continue a relationship with somebody who doesn't want children um, and don't, doesn't want children right now, but you want children in the future? Would you move forward with that? Or would you say that that's enough for you to end the relationship right there? If I wanted children and in the future, and if they were to tell me that they would never want children or they could not see themselves having children, I would end it right then and there. Really? Because John said people can change their mind. Oh, hold on. We gotta, I gotta address something. Saf Bunny said, do you have proof that Pedro cheated? So what we, we don't, we don't have any proof, but we know that Chantel had, this is an accusation that Chantel made. I know that he denies it fully. Um, we don't have actual proof as, as in a woman coming forward and saying that she was with him. No, we do not. So I will um, go ahead and add an allegedly to our statements of Pedro and infidelity. We're going to say allegedly. We know what his ex-wife said. We know what the internet has said. But as of an actual physical human being coming forward and saying that she was the woman who came between Pedro and Chantel, no. We don't have that. Um, we have speculations of who might be... Um, his boss being one of those people, but we don't Karima, have any, the other one. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any hard proof. So I, I, we're gonna add an allegedly to that Saf Bunny because we don't want to make it seem as though we can prove that that took place because we can't we can't prove that. If a judge asked us for evidence to present, we don't have it. So we're gonna I'm gonna add an allegedly to that. But yeah, I want to talk about um, John and this. This situation because she wants him to move to San Antonio. So I have another question for you, Didi. If you were in a new relationship and you live in Georgia right now and this person lived in San Antonio, would you be willing to uproot your entire life for a brand new relationship? Not for a brand new relationship, no. No, I, I wouldn't have to be in the relationship anywhere from a year to a year and a half 
with and it would I would have to have proof that it's a solid relationship. If and not, how long, I'm not how wasting long my time. Think, how long do you think you'd have to be in a relationship before you would move states for that person? A solid relationship anywhere from a year to a year and a half. Okay, so we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Like anything less than a year, I'm not uprooting my life because relationships, man, I know people who've been in relationships like for less time than I've owned items in my refrigerator. So like, I can't even <laughs> think like how I would pack up my life and go and live with somebody and hope that it works out because Megan is very, very, very adamant on he needs to pack up and move for this to work. And I just feel like they need to both take it slow. Like, I feel like she's in a rush. And I, I get when people are getting older and they are, they feel like they, they found the person that they're getting along with, they love. Rushing things can be the worst possible thing because I feel like when people are in a relationship, you might be with the right person, but rushing that will make things not work. And I think exactly. that compatible people moving too fast end up being incompatible. And I think that Five or six months is not enough time for someone to commit to being a father to your child, to commit to moving to, to states, states away to be with you. And I, I, my first thought was, if John does move to Texas, he should get his own place first. Because how well does Megan's daughter know him that he would be living in the house with her? You know, like, hey, Louisa. Like, I don't know. I feel like people move in too fast, too, together. First of all why would she want want him to even live with her that fast especially with her having a daughter i know right i feel like it, he should first of all let's doesn't let's make sense clear. one thing clear john has lived in patrick's house um and Tyson's house he's lived with his brother he doesn't ever live on his own and i think in order for him to be a mature husband boyfriend father he needs to first get his own place and take care of himself and be responsible for himself first before he takes on a whole family. And I think if he did move to Texas to be with Megan, he should get his own place first and they should date, continue to get to know each other and build that strength and foundation before they move in together. And exactly. I think that if they go about it, the way that they're going about it now is not gonna work out because mm -hmm. she already has her doubts and worries and I don't blame her. He's not really mature. He was a professional bachelor. That's how he, um describes himself. He's a professional bachelor. He dated around. He eats when he wants. He sleeps when he wants. He does whatever he wants. He drinks when he wants. Remember Thais was like, you're the only man I know who has a beer at 9 a.m. Like, that's, that's well, John. You, and I'm not mad at John. Well, you I'm know, not mad at John. But you know, it, this is John's karma because when Thais first got here, she he made her life a living hell. And he mm. did things out of spite just to make her feel uncomfortable just to make her mad yeah. just to you know cause problems between her and patrick so i think it's funny actually that they did that to, to um to john oh, i think yeah, it's funny that was a hundred percent karma and i think thais knew what she was gonna do before they got there when she found out that she got to meet megan face to face she already knew what she was gonna do because she was like i remember when he came into my house and made everything more difficult than it had to be and i know that she even though they get along now and he's an uncle you know to alessi and everything is fine now she ain't forget women do not forget when you are nasty to them they might move forward and not be petty with you but thais has not forgotten the crap that he did and i think this was her way to say hey 
don't don't think that I forgave you. You know, like don't think that you're gonna get away scot free for all the shit that you did because she's not having that. Yeah, he was really he was really mean to her. So I think it's funny. Good it's, job, Thais. I love Thais. <laughs> I think Thais. Oh wait, so Natalie and Josh, but I want to save that to the end. But we're gonna talk about this this thing that happened with Jamal and Veronica. So the aftermath of the double date, Jabal and Veronica, Louisa and Tim, um, there was a, a, a situation where Louisa felt a little uncomfortable because Tim was having Veronica order for him and he wasn't being very, um, what's the word? Affectionate, affectionate. He didn't want to kiss her. He didn't want to touch her. There were issues. And there was a time where um, Veronica was trying to make her feel more comfortable. And she was speaking in Spanish. And, and Jamal was like, I feel a little awkward because not because you're speaking in Spanish and I don't understand you, that's irrelevant, but more so that you think it's your job. Hey, Melanie, you think it's your job to make Tim's current love interests feel more comfortable. And I think that it's, it's an eye opener for the bigger issue mm -hmm. because Veronica and Tim are more invested in each other then they are invested in their own current love interest. And I think it was very obvious the way that Veronica reacted to Jamal questioning her because she kind of was like, oh, well, you told your mom as though Jamal telling his mom who he's dating is an equal or similar situation to Veronica, including Tim in every aspect of her life. Yes. And even Jamal said like, my mom changed my diapers. Tim had sex with you. Like, how are you? making these two things as though they're similar in any way. And I, it really shows the dysfunction between Tim and Veronica. And I know people want to say, oh, they're just good friends. There's a lot of dysfunction there. And I don't think that they're acknowledging that they are the ones holding each other back. Yes, in the kitchen, Tim and Veronica should be on Smothered. I agree. Because they, the, the intimate moments of their life that should not be shared between each other are an open dialogue. And Jamal is like, like, really, like, I want to be in a relationship with you. And I feel like I'm in a thruple. And hi, Indigo. And he's like, well, I'm in a thruple. And I didn't sign up to be in a thruple. I don't want to be with him. I want to be with you. And I feel like she, the way that she reacted and told him to leave her house, how do you feel about, first of all, how do you feel about her reaction where she said that she should have the right to tell Tim what's going on because he told his mom? How do you feel about that? No. That is, Veronica's acting like a child. Veronica is acting like a a little, she's throwing temper tantrums. And how is she going to compare um, uh, Jamal telling his mom with um, versus her telling Tim? I mean, Jamal, I, I had to side with Jamal on that because her and Tim was in a relationship for many years. They are not family. And the only reason why, they're still in the relationship is because Tim is, you know, that's Chloe's, well, not her, her biological dad, but that's her dad. He raised her. Yeah. I get that. But Jamal and, and his mom, I mean, why wouldn't Jamal tell her, tell his mom? They have a very close relationship. My kids tell me everything. <laughs> I mean, you know. I look, I looked at it as because I know there's a lot of people who are separate or divorced and they share children and they co-parent those children or child together. But one thing that I know that they don't do is discuss their, their intimate 
love lives with each other because they're not on that level anymore. You know, they're not in a relationship. And I think that the fact that she feels it's normal for him to be so invasively active in her life and her love life, I think that's where the dysfunction comes in. And I think Jamal was kind of standing on the outside looking in, like trying to point out to her why this is an issue. And the only thing she could see was he was the issue. And I think it just shows the level of codependency that they built with each other. Like everybody is wrong about their relationship except them. And don't get me wrong, you have the right to be friends with whoever you want to be with. My best friend in the world is a woman. Um, I don't tell her who to date or I give my opinions, you know, and we talk about things, but you know, we do have limits too, you know? So it's like, I think that the level of codependency and then the level of um, um, blindness to how it's toxic is interesting. Wait, people trash Jamal and Kim gets upset. You put yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, when people are talking about your children, and Didi, I know you can attest to this, that's a different level of trigger, oh, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and especially people who are on the outside looking in, you know, like that is a different level of trigger and you want to defend your child. I've never met a mom in my life who did not defend her child. And I think that's it's something that, you know, and this is right or wrong. I've watched the news where somebody did something horrendous and their mom is the very first person saying that they were a good kid. And you're looking at what the news said that they did. And you're like, I don't agree with you, ma'am. You know, I don't agree, but you're never going to tell a mother <laughs> that her baby is not a good person. So yeah, I think even if they wrong, we still gonna, uh, we will still defend them yes. through, yes. Through thick and thin. And I think yes. that, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's grown. Let him fight his own battles. To a mom, to, like my mom, she turned 70 in September. And if I need something or if someone says something about me, she's still defending me to this day. Yeah. Okay, like she's never going to stop being my mom. I've been grown longer than I've been a child. You know, like I'm grown, grown. But when it comes to my mom, she's always going to stand up for me. And I, I don't know any mom who doesn't. Oh, but you put your kid out there and he looks to be a player. That's, I mean, sad buddy, you're not wrong. You know, when it looks like someone is a player, you are, you are the, what's the word? The behaviors that you show, you know? So if it looks like you're doing something or you're hopping around from woman to woman or whatever, it is true. You're gonna have to live up to and deal with the comments that come with the actions that you give. I agree with you 100%. Oh wait, it won't change until Chloe is at college. Veronica and Tim are committed to co-parenting. As long as Chloe is a minor, Tim feels protective concerning who Veronica dates. Okay, so Chaz says that until Chloe goes off to college, he's always going to be invasive. But what is it really? I don't know. This is hard for me because how important is it of who Veronica is dating because if Tim is always around, he's welcome in the house, he has a key to the house, he can always be present. Does it matter who she's dating specifically? Because Tim can always be there to protect her. So I don't know. I think Tim is, I think low key, Tim acts the way he does is because he wants to be with Veronica. But Veronica don't want to be with him. I, That's why he's so controlling. That's why he gets upset whenever she's in a relationship. See, that was my theory, too, because he's never liked. OK, so let's go back. He never likes anyone that she's dating, because remember, nope. she was dating a guy named Josh last uh -huh. season. 
and Tim had a huge issue with Josh. No reason, just didn't like him because he was dating her and he wasn't. And I think that Tim is holding on to the idea that there may be hope that he and Veronica gets back together. And Veronica has made it so clear, I don't know how more transparent she can make it, that ship sailed, left the dock, it's gone. But I think Tim is holding on to the idea that she's the one that got away and she'll eventually see that I'm the person that she should be with. And I think that that disconnect between the two is why Veronica hasn't been able to have a healthy relationship since they broke up, right? I feel like that's the issue. Neither one of them has been able to have a healthy relationship because they're, I mean, Veronica too. Veronica gets all up in uh, Tim's relationship and tries to tell him, you know, um, things about his relationship, but he, she's not as bad as Tim is. Tim does not want nobody around Veronica at all. Well, Veronica was actually being very kind to Louisa. So I think that that's the big difference. Tim was so defensive when it came to Jamal. He almost wanted to start a fight with him. He didn't want to be around him. He didn't want to um, try to coexist with him. And it's funny because, like you said, Veronica got to know Louisa. They're talking to each other in their own native tongue you know, making her feel comfortable. She was trying to do the absolute opposite of what Tim tried to do with Jamal. She wanted her to be comfortable. She wanted to help her understand why, you know, she didn't feel like Tim was moving fast enough. And I think Tim would have never met Jamal on that level of supporting him. Tim was always there to say, you're not the right person for her. He was always there to make sure that the relationship didn't go any further. And I think that's the main disconnect between the two veronica genuinely wants tim to be happy with or without her i don't believe that it's reciprocated on tim's end i think that tim wants veronica to, veronica to be happy with him other people are not a part of that nobody's that ever, that's the ever gonna be good enough for her because he low-key he wants to be with her but i do remember that tim said something about the because of the age gap i mean age is a number so age is a number they're only 10 years apart like remember um let's talk about david and annie real quick david and annie are like 30 years apart if i'm not mistaken or close to it 25 26 years apart um jenny and submit um so many years apart. i think that if everybody i said this before if everyone is of age and happy and of their own free will in this relationship i don't care about age gaps and I've seen people with big age gaps who have a healthier relationship than people who are the same age. Exactly. And I think David and Jenny, and Jenny and Samit are like poster relationships for um, age being nothing but a number. As long as everybody is of age and they are happy, I think that people, because it's interesting because a lot of people will say, well, what do they have in common? But I watch David and Annie all the time. I, I watch their content, I watch their show and I feel like they have so much in common and I don't, I don't think that there's ever an issue of David being too old for her. Like, I don't ever see that. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I just don't get it. And I'm like, you don't have to get it because it doesn't work for everyone. For some people, they could never date anyone older than them. For some people, they could never date anyone younger than them. And, and you have to accept what works for you in your exactly. life. And exactly. When she said it was only a 10-year age gap, I was like, that's nothing compared to like some of the relationships and couples we've seen on 90 Day. That's the, oh. they, right. David and Annie have a massive um, age gap. And I think that they have a better relationship than like 80% of the couples that we've seen on the show. So it clearly has nothing to do with age. No, 
He low-key wants to be in a relationship with her again. I've been Wait, so you think that, been that Jamal, for years. Oh, you mean Tim? Tim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim wants to be with Veronica, and I guarantee you when their relationship ended, Veronica ended it. I know that Tim didn't end it because I feel like Tim would have never ended that relationship. I think Veronica wanted something else or someone else. She ended it. Tim was never ready to end that relationship, and that's his actions explain to us he was never ready to let her go. That's why he's never let her go. Using Chloe um, as a way to stay in her life is a strategy. Don't get me wrong. I think that he definitely loves Chloe as a daughter, but it's a strategy. He's using that to stay in her personal life, and I think it's just unhealthy for her. She's never going to be able to. You're right. You're right. But they're they're destroying each other's relationships and with as yeah. long as both of them are doing what they're doing neither one of them are going to be able if to you, be in a healthy happy and if you really think about it if if you guys really think about it um that's why he cannot be intimate or affectionate with another woman but if you watch um him and veronica's like chemistry with each other he's like all over all over veronica but these beautiful women that he's dated nothing he's like <laughs> it's i'm gonna say that tim should be some woman's dream man because the way that he rejects beautiful women that's a dream because i know women's biggest complaint when it comes to men is their weakness for beautiful women and cheating and infidelity and we can't force him to be intimate with these beautiful women. So, like, he's going to make some woman very happy. It's probably just not going to be Veronica. He wants it to be Veronica. But he is, he's loyal to a T. He's loyal to her. He's not, he's not kissing anyone. He's not doing anything. And it's like he has all these women interested who would be willing and happy to be in an intimate relationship with him. And he's just not interested. And people are like, oh, well, maybe he's not into women. I don't think it's that. I think he's into one woman. And he wants that one woman and he's given up on everybody else and he's yeah. working towards that. And I think that's the problem. They're not on the same page. Veronica already said a billion times that ship left the dock. It's what? never going to happen. She's never backtracking. There's no backsliding. She's never going back to him. He's the exactly. problem. He but in his mind, if he keeps messing up all her relationships, She's just going to give up and give in, and they're going to get back together. Well, yeah. That's probably how, how, he, how he's thinking. There's a pact that a lot of people make where they're like, if we're both still single by a certain amount of time, they'll date each other. A lot of people do that. They, they're like, oh, well, we'll try. And then if we're still single by a certain time, we'll get back together. And I think Tim is probably like, well, after a while, and she keeps having failed relationships, you know, she'll eventually say well i know him i he's been there for me he was there for my daughter he lives close by i wouldn't have to date someone across states she's she might give in uh, she said she wouldn't but you never know what people will do out of desperation never, know. never say never when you've been and i don't think oh. it's because he's um portuguese i don't think he is because he's nice looking or not it's because everybody knows that man's built um filthy rich he's got a lot of money him is very very rich i don't know if you guys know <laughs> and it's not just from him being on the show he's rich from investments that yeah so kind of like gino it's not just the money from the show that money's good too but this is there could they come from good money already 
Tim has made a lot of very good investments. Um, so I think a lot of women are attracted to a successful man who can uh, supply a certain lifestyle. And, you know, Tim spends a lot of money on clothes and shoes and cars and, and trips. And, you know, that attracts some pretty beautiful women. You know, a lot of women are very interested in that type of lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we talk, let's talk about um, Natalie and Josh, because Natalie and Josh finally had their talk on um, continuation from last week. And he, Nat, Josh feels that no matter what he does from his support of her, um, paying for her rent, buying her a car, giving her connections, getting her job interviews, and doing everything that she asked, she's never satisfied. And he just feels like maybe I'm not the person that can give you everything you need. So guys, Natalie has been married three times. Josh would have been number four. So I'm going to go ahead and say the common denominator issue here is Natalie, right? Like she she is setting a high expectation for all these men because she's like, oh, well, I give these men everything. I give them all these years. I give them all of my love and they, they don't treat me right. And I'm thinking, Josh did everything that you asked. She demanded that he move her to LA. He did. She demanded he got her a place to stay. He did. She, he, she didn't even demand to get a car. He just got sick of her asking for Uber rides. He got her a car. He even is taking care of her mother. And then she said, on top of all of that, that he did, which he didn't have to do, because when you're dating, you don't have to do any of that. You just have to show up to your dates, right? Like he's doing a lot. Then she went on to say, well, I've never been to your house. You don't take me seriously. You're not making me a part of your family. I want to be married. I want to have kids. And I feel like the issue with Natalie is she sets a timeline of expectation that isn't a negotiated timeline. It's just her dictating the dates. And then when the man fails to meet the timeline, she holds him accountable for like a contract of timelines that he never signed off on, right? Like, what does she expect him to do? Josh did so much for her in that short amount of time that they were together. He put her up in a house. Let's be realistic here. She lives on the beach in Los Angeles, California, which is very, very, very expensive. She has no job. She is not interested in getting a job. She is driving around in this man's car. She is using his contacts to try to get on TV. She hijacked the dinner that he set up for her to make an audition for herself. Like, I can't imagine what she thinks he's not doing for her. Yes, she was at this time. She was still married to Mike. Um, she is not still married to Mike now as of last year, towards the end of the year, no. But when this was filmed, she was still married to Mike. That's correct. I think, you know, and and guys don't come after me, but I think Josh did a whole lot more for her than Mike did. Yes, I agree. He did. And I think Mike, Mike paid for the K-1 visa, and I think that he felt that he did his part. And I think that might have been the main reason why she didn't stick around very long. She expected way more from Mike. And I think Mike was in it for love. And a lot of people feel like Josh is in it to better himself in the business. So a lot of people are like, he's not necessarily in it because he loves her. He's in it because there's cameras following her around. Now, let's be real, though. Whatever money or notoriety that he got from dating her, he may, he lost and housing her and feeding her and buying her a car and doing all this stuff. Like he didn't make any money off of this. I'm pretty sure he's upside down in this investment by now, right? 
Yes. I mean, she's all she did. Uh, Josh took care of her, but she used him to her benefit because because of him, her face is out there. Because of Josh, she knows famous people. Because of Josh, she's living this, you know, um, lavish life. And so she can't be mad at Josh when she's the one that pretty much scammed Josh. What do you think she, what is her expectation of a relationship? Because that was kind of what I was questioning um, when Josh basically was like, this isn't going to work. I don't know how to make you happy. And I'm thinking like, what does she actually want from a man? Because everything that she asked Josh for, he did. Minus, um, she wasn't invited to his house to meet his children and meet his the mother of his children. Okay, so let me ask you that. Was that something that you feel he should have orchestrated? Do you think that Natalie should have been able to meet his ex-wife and his children? Or do you think that he was waiting for the right time? How do you feel about that? Well, she did meet his ex-wife and they didn't get along. Remember they went on that, they went on oh, a, a, um, a boat ride. A boat. Yeah. It was a boat, right? Yeah, you're right. Yes, you're right. And um, she didn't like Natalie. So, she already seen red flags the minute Natalie stepped on the boat. But I, I agree with Josh because if you're still not, sure about that relationship i don't care if you're in that relationship for 10 years if you still not sure about that relationship do not introduce them to your children or your family well, yeah. and especially yeah. don't let them know where you live i mean who in the hell wants nuttily to know where they live <laughs> i mean why was it so important that she meet his children because she made it seem like until i meet your children we're not really in a relationship it's kind of how she made it seem so how long when you're in a relationship and you have children how what is the proper timeline for bringing this person around your children is it over a year oh wow um is it when wow. engaged like what's the proper timeline i would say at least a a year and a half at least so like a year and a half or if you get engaged would you do it any earlier or would you still wait i would still wait because i know people that's been engaged for two and three years and break it off yeah that's true. That's true. I think that she made it so pertinent that she met his children. But I, now that you bring up the meeting between the mother of his children and her, I think that was probably the main issue Josh had because he knew that there was bad blood. He knew that it was going to be a, a fight or an argument or an issue. And I, so, okay, so somebody on Twitter said that they thought that Natalie felt that she was the other woman. She was being hidden away. Do you agree with that? Do you do feel like the way that he was keeping her away from his his family made her feel like she was the other woman? Or do you think that she just wanted more than she was entitled to? In the beginning, I think me and Cara both thought that she was the other woman in the beginning. But now, you know, like watching the story and then like seeing how Natalie treated him and everything he did for Natalie, I think it was more of keeping him and his children safe especially his children because why would he want to bring somebody like natalie around his kids she's psycho and then look at what she did whenever he got her a job interview i mean she went into the job interview and she was talking about um how she was glad that um that he was josh's um family member and instead of talking about getting the job she wanted to know everything about josh and his and his baby mom exactly yeah you're exactly. right she, 
So if he, if he would do that to him, just imagine what she would do to his kids. Yeah. So, oh, oh, so Geek in the Kitchen, I'm glad you brought that up. That was next. So Natalie went to the fraternity clinic. Wait, am I saying that right? Fertility clinic. Not a fraternity, that's in a college. A fertility clinic, and she's taking matters into her own hands. And she, because, you know, her mom has been pressuring her. Oh, Lord. So she's taking matters into her own hands, and she wants to visit the fraternity. Why do I want to call it that? The fertility clinic to maybe start in vitro the process. How do you feel about Natalie becoming a mom? How do you feel? And first of all, I do not dictate who can and can't be a mom. These are just strictly opinions. But how do you feel about Natalie having a baby on her own? Natalie, before she even thinks about having a child, she needs to get up off her lazy ass and go to work and become financially yeah. stable. Then think about having a child. What is a baby going to do for Natalie? She can't even support herself. She can't support her mom. She can't keep a roof over her head. She can't keep food on the table. She can't buy nothing. So what does she think that a baby's going to do? You nailed it. That's everything that I was going to say. You nailed it. The fact that she wants to bring another person into this world when she literally conned Josh into housing her, feeding her, um, putting her in a car, taking care of her. And then when she, he tried to get her work so she could become independent, she used the job interview as a way to try to get information about his family. Exactly. Like, how, how in the world <laughs> would she go about taking care of a child? I, I, what she, is she going to do? Tell Josh that it's his? Well, well right. That was my She's next question. Not because so <laughs> I always felt Natalie was trying to have a kid with Mike and Josh because she wanted to nail down that child support. That was that was my opinion, allegedly. That's what I thought. But if she goes to a fertility clinic, this would be a fatherless child. You can't get child support from a donor. So what is her, what's her end game here? Because I always see Natalie as thinking of ways to get taken care of by someone and having a baby from a IVF is never going to get you any money it's going to cost you money so it's it's very out of character for her so okay. and i know that it's a okay all right this is where i'm fixing to go with this y'all please don't pay attention to me i look rough tonight i had a long day at work i had a monday okay and i keep messing with my hair because it looks all kind of crazy i'm sorry all right this is where i'm going with this okay I think that she's going to try to get the IVF. She finds out she's pregnant, and then she sleeps with Josh or Mike, and then makes it look like, or makes them look like, or makes it look like she got pregnant by them. Because See, yeah, that she's not going to think that they're going to ask for a DNA. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's doing it on TV, though, so we'll, they'll know eventually. But... That doesn't because in my mind, Natalie is always looking for a way to be taken care of by someone. Ever since we met her on the show, she was always looking for someone to take care of her. She's never been responsible for herself. She's always been someone else's responsibility. So when I saw her thinking about bringing another human being in the world, I was like, well, that other human being can't take care of you. So what do you want with it? You know, so I, I, I know it sounds bad, but this is just who she is as a person, right? Exactly, exactly. And I mean, in, in answer, to answer your question, yes, it's going to be on TV, but she can always say that um, she didn't get pregnant 
Or if it comes up that she did get pregnant, she can always say she lost it. Mm, that's true, too. That's true. I really hate when people scam people, right? Like, I don't like that. I, I, I hate dishonesty. Oh, but real quick, um, we were talking about this yesterday. So the Brandon and Mary saga has continued. And um, Brandon posted that they aren't sure if Mary has colon cancer or not. They said that it could be a UTI. It could be lots of different things. Um, they're not 100% sure. And the GoFundMe was taken down. The, the um, fundraiser was taken down and the money was returned to the people because they had made almost $5,000. So what do you think is going on? Because they also posted a picture of Mary in the hospital from when she gave birth to Midnight. So they were trying to post this picture and say that this was her in the hospital for her surgery now. And it was an old, old picture from when she gave birth to Midnight. And they were so do you think asking for $250,000. Oh, um, Brandon posted yesterday, late yesterday, that they didn't ask for that amount specifically. They said that was too much. They were just looking for help. So there were two posts. So what do you think is going on here? Do you think that anybody is sick? Do you think that anything is going on? No. No. They, they lazy as hell don't want to get off their lazy asses and go to work. It's the same thing. All these people on um, social media that scamming people, they lazy ass people don't want to work. They want to... They want to, what Miss Karen says, they want to harvest the American dollar, yep. but not because they work for it. This all a scam. It is all a scam. I told but, you that's oh, not. You did. I told you. <laughs> you did. And Coast to Coast Teacher, that was my main issue. Um, if you're a cancer survivor, this thing's worse. And I actually, one of my best friends I lost in 2016 to cancer, she passed away. And so it, it really triggers me when people use such a horrible illness, something that takes so many amazing, beautiful, talented people away from us, and they try to make it into something that's not serious, and they just use it as an excuse. To ask. It just really triggers me, and I was really bothered by it. And it's all over Twitter. It's all over Reddit. Everybody says now that you know they know what's going on, hey, Riley, um, well, you can't donate now because they took it down and they refunded the money, which I respect 100%. GoFundMe for stepping in and making sure that the, the platform is used for what it was intended to be used for. It was intended to help people who are in need. And if you're not in need and you're using their, um, their service for a scam, I feel like you should be charged. You know, you should be held accountable for that. Fraud is fraud, period, end of discussion, right? Like I am Yeah, so because they put on there, they, they went, I mean, they put on there that she got diagnosed with colon cancer right. and they were begging for money. And there was a, I'll try to find it again. Um, but they were asking for $250,000 mm -hmm. to help with her surgery and um, for, uh, for her surgery and for some other stuff that they needed. But we all know that over there in the Philippines, they have health insurance. Right, universal health insurance. You're right. So this procedure would be covered if she had it. And, and another another thing exactly. was when you're diagnosed with um, certain types of cancers, including colon cancer, they do chemo first. 
um, before they do any surgery to see if they can um, decrease the size um, or stop it from growing before they will go into surgery. So for her to find out she had it and then within 24 hours be scheduled for surgery, a lot of people who've been through this situation or have family or friends who've been through this situation knew that that timeline wasn't accurate. They knew that the doctor would try chemotherapy first because that is the best way to to treat that that type of cancer, you know, given that it's not a, an advanced stage. So a lot of people just were very triggered. And I was too, I was really triggered. I was like, if you need money, people are more, yeah, Dan, Dana, they were um, kicked off because of a violation of their NDA. They, will, they are no longer under contract. But if you need money, just ask. I am way more- Just be honest, yeah. Right. If someone says, hey, I'm having a hard time, you know, I have a job, but I'm just having a hard time. Can you help me? I'm way more prone to helping someone who is 100% honest with me than someone who's going to lie to my face. Exactly. Like, that's just how it is. I will help you if you ask, but like to actually be scamming people and making things up and then using such a, a horrible illness. I've lost people to it and there's people who survived it and, and went through some of the toughest times of their life going through that and then you're just belittling it and making it seem like it's nothing because it's just something you want to use because you want free money exactly i have i've had family members that has passed away with cancer i have two family members now that both have cancer and one is um they just put this one one of them in hospice And the other one, they can't do chemo because it's too close to their heart where the cancer is. So to hear somebody come on here and or on social media and say that they have colon cancer or any kind of cancer, just no, that no, you don't do that. And people who who go through this exactly like you said, George, we know what steps a doctor is going to take. They don't just jump, jump into surgery because when you have cancer you have surgery that when hits it what is it going to do it's going to spread like a wildfire yeah. it's like putting um firewood in a fire it gets bigger that that's why they don't like to do surgery when you have cancer well right the chemo stops it from growing Supp- and then once they can lower right supposed to not it doesn't all the time and then if they can localize it, then you can remove it. But yeah. Oh, so Riley, I want to I want to say something real quick. I know that you were talking about a Kickstarter because you wanted to start a business. I don't think that you would be in the same category asking because you're being transparent with what you're using the money for. So I, I just want to say real quick, Riley, I don't agree with you with you thinking that starting your Kickstarter for your business would put you in the same category as Brandon and Mary. I just disagree. You know, you're being 100% transparent. Your business plan and your business model is there for everyone to see. Oh my gosh, Dana, I'm so sorry. Her mom passed away from lung cancer at 51. I'm so sorry. But I think that your Kickstarter would not be anything close to what is going on with those those two because they're lying, right? Like if you were to start a Kickstarter, you were going to use that money to start a business and that business would exist, physically exist. People would be able to use it. Um, go to it, um, experience the services. So no, I think that it's very different. And, and I think that your reputation in itself, Riley, is different. So people expect truth from you. You have a very um, high ranking job. And I think that people would trust more 
what's coming from you than they would trust from these two people who've been lying since we met them, you know? Oh, exactly. One more thing. <laughs> there was some really good news that Josh posted. Josh from um, The Single Life. His son, Jet, has successfully went through surgery and he is recovering. He posted a picture of Jet. He was in good spirits. I am very, very happy that things are going in the right direction for him because, you know, he was in this horrible accident. He's only 17 years old. Um, he lost one of his legs. Um um, and his 16-year-old friend who was driving passed away. So this is very, very serious. But Josh said that not only did his surgery go extremely well, he's recovering. He posted a picture of him. He looked great. Um, he was alert. You know, I am so happy. Yeah, the picture was Jet sitting outside in the sun with sunglasses on. I couldn't have been more ecstatic to see that. Because, guys, you know, we like to talk our crap. But these are real people. And at the end of the day, we want everybody to be at home in their bed with their families and happy at the end of the day. Yeah. We're going to call you out exactly. on your crap, but we want you to be okay. So I was so happy to see that um, because I know Josh and, and his ex-wife Candace were extremely um, stressed out. This I can't imagine the stress that they were going through. So this is only the beginning of Jet's journey to recovery, but it is looking amazing. Thank you to everyone who sent prayers, you know, and sent um, nice messages to Josh and Candace for them, um, for their son's recovery. And, and like I said, I talk my crap, but, but everybody here is a human being. I treat everybody like a human being. And at the end of the day, even Natalie, I want to make sure at the end of the day, Natalie's okay. I don't agree with what she does. I don't agree with who she is. But at the end of the day, she's still a human being. And I want her to be okay at the end of the day. I don't wish any ill or harm on anyone whatsoever. I will call you out, though. <laughs> I will call you out, but That's I want everybody That's what we do okay. for, George. That's what we're supposed to do. Right? I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call you out. But well, we don't wish day, nothing bad on nobody, though. Yeah, we we do. We talk. We run our mouth a lot. But at the end of the day, we want everybody home safe, strong, and healthy and out of harm's way. Yes. Okay, so next week is the finale of Nine Day Fiance, the OG season. So we're going to get Black Ashley's wedding, and we're going to get Wait, is it just Black Ashley's wedding? There's something else happening next week, too. Slipping my mind. But that's the finale of the 90 Day Fiance. And then the, the tell-all is the week after, two weeks of it. And then after the two weeks of the tell-all, we're hitting um, Happily Ever After, which is the new season of that. So um, we're going to... Oh, I haven't watched Diaries yet. I got a bunch of tweets and messages about it. I know Laura was back, and there's a bunch of new people on there. So... I'm going to check out Diaries. We're going to go live tomorrow for like 30 minutes. We're going to talk about Diaries um, and see what's going on with that. I want to catch up with that. And any other weird 90-day... Oh, yep. Anais's wedding. Or no, Annalie. Annalie and Clayton's wedding. That's what we didn't get because she made it seem like she wasn't going to show up. She was like an hour or so late. But wait, Didi, isn't it normal that a bride shows up late to the wedding? I was always under the impression that she's supposed to show up late just to show the man that Who's, who's wearing the pants in the relationship? Is that not true? Women always show up late for everything. <laughs> Yo, yeah, so I, I assume... If Even wedding, on the wedding if day, day, late. I if mean, you're not late, something's wrong with you. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I was like, oh, Sam's brother married still. Yes, um, Sam's brother is married, and he did marry Citra's sister. That is true. It was not filmed. So if you guys were waiting for that to be filmed, aired on the show... It wasn't filmed. This happened after filming, but that is 100% accurate. Sam's brother, the one, I want to say the one that was the officiant, 
for their wedding. So the one that got, yeah, the one that married them, yeah. He did marry Citra's sister. Um, There's a lot of speculation on that, guys, on how that came about, if the sisters came over here looking, you know, for men to marry. So we're going to talk about that, too. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, so that's some drama in itself. But we're going to come back next week because next week's the finale. So we're going to finish off that season with episode 19. And then 20 and 21 will be the tell-alls. And then we're going to jump into Happy Ever After. Um, We'll be back tomorrow for some 90 Day Diaries chat because we want to check in with all of our OG people and see how they're doing as well. Thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, it's late. It's 11.19. It's late tonight. Thanks for staying up late with us. Thanks to my um, co-host, Didi, for joining. She's tagged in this video. You need to follow her. And we're, fingers crossed, going to have Kara back tomorrow. She's been really busy. There's been a lot going on. So we're hoping, 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 fingers crossed, that Kara will be back. So all three of us will be back together. Um, finally, because this will be our first time being all three being back together if she's back tomorrow. Um, make sure you're following me on all social media platforms, at George Mossy, georgemossy.com. Anywhere you put your podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, type in the George <laughs> Mossy Show. Um, thank you for joining us. Happy President's Day also, guys. And everybody have a wonderful night. Night. Bye-bye.